0: Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio.
1: Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out on Facebook,
0: Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio and give us a like. At the end of this past May, Royal Caribbean's grandeur of the seas experienced a little fire on deck three. And since then, it has been repaired and is back in service. Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network sailed upon grandeur of the season. We'll talk to her about that.
1: Also, we'll answer a listener question about Norwegian Breakaway. That's coming up later as well. But
0: first, Stuart, you're on the cruise guys here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Carnival starts a safety and reliability review board. They actually mentioned something like this at Cruise Shipping Miami this past March. Is this one in the same?
2: Wait, yes, but, the, but it, let's just say it's a little more uh, in depth, uh, considering everything that has gone on. And uh, just sure as their word, uh, they're ready to rock and roll with this new uh, review board to ensure passenger and ship safety and comfort.
1: Well, there you go. Grand Cayman is seeing record low passenger numbers. Uh, What is this from? Because there seems to be a lot of ships in the Caribbean for 2013.
2: Well, Doug, as I've been saying for years, the numbers in Grand Cayman have been plummeting. And the simple reason for it is because the large ships, essentially most ships are avoiding Grand Cayman because they don't, have a cruise ship here.
1: Can they build one?
2: well, that's that's been the you know the, the big question. they've they've talked about it, but uh, I mean, you know since the first time I went there in like ninety two they it's nothing's really changed, and it's just a, a horrible situation. They thought they'd be able to go indefinitely without being able to uh, build the piers. but I mean, the large cruise ships will not tender uh, three you know four to five thousand people. It's just not going to happen, and Grand Cayman is being avoided mass Very good.
0: Carnival's Faster to the Fun program has rolled out on more ships. How many ships have it now, and do you, do you think it's worth it?
2: Well, I guess it really depends on the person. If you're, if you're already a frequent guest of Carnival, then you get those perks essentially for free. But, uh, you know, $50 will kind of help uh, expedite your boarding, which is, you know, I mean, it is kind of nice. Gives you uh, your priority dining reservations and Priority tender access if there is a tender on your cruise, so it it can make a, a bit of a difference. And you know, in Miami, you've got uh, Imagination, Liberty, Glory, Breeze, and Victory. Canaveral's got three ships. Tampa mm-hmm. uh, has a couple. Jacksonville, Fort Lauderdale's got one. So it's it's a it's a good thing for for people that want to really just kind of get get on the ship and and do everything humanly possible to bypass those lines. Because I mean, that's probably the worst part of the whole cruise. Yeah. I'd agree to the boarding process. I mean, you've just flown, spent hours in line after you know uh, line after line. You finally get to the ship. You think you're on vacation, and sure enough, there's another big line, and it's sticking. It's it's dragging right out the door.
1: Grandeur of the Seas is back in Baltimore. We'll hear a, a review of it coming up later on in the show. But do we know the cause of the fire yet, Stuart? Because <laughs> um, also, let me ask you this: uh, U.S. said today is reporting that uh, there's still some areas unfinished on the ship.
2: Yep, and uh, the the area that, that's that's not finished yet is that uh, South Pacific Lounge, that uh, you know was the area that we saw the picture of Adam Goldstein peering out those windows uh, mm-hmm. up on deck six, in the back. So that, that area is still off limits, and uh, you know. But all, all all you know, other than that, you know, most of the ship is back in service. It's, I, mean, I know Baltimore was very excited to see her back, uh, especially in light of uh, Carnival announcing that uh, they're pulling out. Right, but uh, you know the ship's in in great shape. Looks better today than it it, it did when it was brand new 16 years ago, and unfortunately, the it's it's amazing that uh, it may have been a magnifying glass attached to the Hubble telescope, or (laughs) aliens that uh, started the fire. But you know, seven weeks later, they're claiming that there's still no cause for the fire on the moorings deck. Um, It's unbelievable
1: yeah someone knows what happened
2: yeah they've so got to come it's, on it's, it's not rocket science yeah and uh it's just uh i guess it's disturbing that it's taken this long i mean look if someone was smoking and they put the lit uh cigarette on the on the lines uh while they did something else okay i mean it, it's an accident it happens but to go seven weeks and i mean they should have known in 30 seconds at looking at it
0: Stuart, what's the latest on the costa concordia removal
2: well, it looks like uh, they may be delayed. It looks like the companies, uh, you know, the the folks involved are not getting along and not sharing information. So in order to uh, ensure that, uh, you know, the weather and everything and all of the questions, the safety questions are answered, they want to delay yet again and possibly move this into uh, 2014. Unbelievable.
1: Wow, two years. Um... Looks like Royal Caribbean is one step closer to securing financing for another uh, Oasis class ship. Uh, how much is this going to be financed for?
2: Well, the what they did was they uh, the French um, credit agency uh, has now they've got this they've secured financing of a hundred percent of the, the the ship. So essentially they they've got a loan amount uh, guaranteed at one point one five billion. And then you add in the other 20%, you know, which comes from the owners. So, you know, all said and done, this ship was probably going to be financed for about $1.5 billion. And uh, she is scheduled uh, for 2016. So, you know, this is just one step further from us getting the third Oasis-class ship, um, you know, on on the – Construction block.
1: Yeah, very cool. Uh, Regent Seven Seas Cruises uh, ordered another cruise ship, so that should say something about the cruise market, right?
2: It, it does, especially the luxury market, which was the you know the segment of the industry that was hardest hit during the uh, recent uh, recession. Uh, you know, the Frank Del Rio, who you know the head of uh, re, you know the Prestige Cruise Holdings, uh, who's operating Regent and Oceana. I mean, phenomenal. Phenomenal leadership, excellent uh, financial results, and it's certainly very good timing. I mean, they're going to be building Seven Seas Explorer. Look at that; they've already got the name Seven Seas Explorer, and uh, the ship will cost four hundred fifty million dollars. And the passenger space ratio is just really in an unheard of level. Um, I mean, they're they're going. It's it's going to be fifty-four thousand tons only 738 passengers.
1: Well, what is what does Regent usually charge, like per stateroom, like five grand for a seven day?
2: No, well, they, they tend to do longer cruises, Doug. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know they, they can get five to eight thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, I mean they're they're just doing uh, extraordinarily well with their other three ships, and uh, this ship, if you know, with you know again Frank Del Rio at the helm, if it's anything even as good as Oceana's Marina or Riviera, uh, this ship is going to be a stunner.
0: Very good. We have a listener question from Facebook. They write, I was checking into my flight the other day, and American Airlines asked if I wanted to purchase more air miles. Is purchasing airline miles actually worth it? I should note that I only fly domestically.
2: Well, I, I tell you no, because okay. the, the, the cost of the miles is significantly more expensive than you know if you just went to the airline and, and booked it uh, and, and essentially bought it yourself. I, mean, I think the the cost of these mileage offers are almost three and a half cents when the miles are, are worth, you know, around two cents per mile. But, uh, I mean, they're just, it's look it's just another income earning opportunity. There's trillions of miles that go unredeemed and they're very happy to, uh, sell you, uh, you know, 7,000 miles for $950 <laughs> or, or whatever it is in your first born. And the, the answer is no, just, just click, uh, no thanks. And, uh, Move on. Thank you so much, Stuart. Oh, Matt, it is such a pleasure and I am so excited. This is uh yeah. so 201 and we're going on to cruise <laughs> yeah. 201. Look yeah. at the coincidence.
0: Oh, eerie synchronicity. Uh, uh can't wait to see you in uh, Barcelona.
2: It'll be it'll be great. Look forward to seeing you guys. Once
3: man. Cruise Radio News. Now trending at cruiseradio.net.
0: Tripinsurance.com. Following the fire which broke out on the third deck of Royal Caribbean's Grandeur of the Seas back at the end of May this year, the ship is back in service and Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network has sailed on it recently. Hello, Nancy.
3: Hey, good to talk to you again.
0: How was embarkation?
3: Oh, embarkation was a breeze. It was so easy. We just uh, you know, pretty much sailed right in there. Um, getting for us, we live right outside of the Washington, D.C. area, so arriving at the Maryland Cruise Terminal really was a breeze. We just came right up 95. And, you know, that's one of the great things about this ship and just the whole home port advantage is it's so easy to get to. Um, that, that whole Baltimore cruise port is so uh, easy for so many people coming from many different cities, and there's no high fare- airfare costs and flight hassle so i really loved it we just came right into the cruise terminal and got right on the ship it's important for people to know that there's not a ton of stuff right around the cruise terminal so if you're thinking about picking up all sorts of stuff to take with you um, that's not the kind of place that this is so make sure to bring everything you want with you right on the ship
1: very cool so you uh you get on board this ship and what were your first impressions of grandeur of the seas and uh did it smell smoky or anything from the incident that happened in may
3: (laughs) You know, Doug, just watching the Twitter feed, that was absolutely the most talked about thing. Yeah, sure. Is it smoky? Does it smell smoky? And the answer is no. Nothing at all. No smoke. Not a zip, nothing anywhere. I looked. I went down to Deck 3. Deck 3 doesn't smell like smoke, even in the aft hallways. Um, That that area is the the area that is most affected, you know, even still, but it does not smell like smoke. And my first impressions of the ship are it looks absolutely beautiful. The ship had a $48 million makeover uh, before that, uh, back last year, and, you know, before the May 27th fire. And, you know, it really looks lovely. Royal Caribbean added a lot of new features. Features as part of the revitalization, and it really shows um, that when you walk in, this centrum glass enclosed area is really lovely and it gives you a really nice first impression of the ship. Um, we can still see some of the crew working around on a few things, but you know, all of the remaining fixes are expected to be finished by July 19th. Um, And one of the things I really liked, too, was just the size of this, this particular ship. It feels really intimate, and then it's particularly elegant now that the revitalization has taken place.
0: How are the cabins?
3: Well, the cabins. Our balcony cabin was really nice and comfy. There are flat screen TVs in all the rooms now, as part of the Grandeur of the Seas makeover, um, and the stateroom decor was updated as well. And it really showed. It was very pretty, um, and our staff, you know, waiting on on our cabin was fantastic too. We had a you know pretty regular balcony cabinet, but um, the Grandeur of the Seas has a lot of. Options now for people who want a little bit more space, and you know, I took a look at some of those. The Royal Suite with the balcony is really huge, and there are also some family suites and family ocean view staterooms for you know families who just want to spread out and have a little bit of family room.
1: This ship has a lot of dining options. Um, did you get to try any of them? Um, oh, hold on, let me retake that. Um, this ship has a couple of specialty dining venues. Did you get to try any of them?
3: Uh, yeah, actually, we did. And, you know, this is one of the areas where I think the grandeur of the seas really shines. Um, with the revitalization, there are a lot more dining options from which to choose. Um, we had dinner at Giovanni's table, and it was absolutely Delicious! It's a family-style Italian trattoria type of place, and everything was super delicious. Um, if you go, don't miss the cannolis or the tiramisu at the end for dessert. They're really awesome. Um, and then the other thing people really loved was the Park Cafe Gourmet Deli on this ship. Everybody really enjoys that. Um, didn't get a chance to try out Chop's Grill Steakhouse, but that got rave reviews, as did the new Izumi uh, Asian Cuisine Restaurant. Um, there's also a chef's table experience, which we didn't get to try out, but that's a really, you know, intimate feel for people and has been getting good reviews in the past as well. Um, and for people who really need their, their coffee and, and, you know, specialty lattes, um, there's this new coffee, latitudes Coffee Spot in the Centrum, and that has, you know, great coffees and all sorts of little treats as well, which is, which is wonderful.
0: How was the entertainment?
3: Well, you know, the entertainment was great. Uh, We didn't have a chance to experience everything, but a couple of things were real standouts. And I absolutely fell in love with this thing called the Centrum Experience. It's this spectacular aerial type of show performed in the central atrium, sort of think of kind of like a Cirque du Soleil type of show um, in this sort of central glass-enclosed atrium, and it's complete with music and beautiful costumes and special effects. It's, It's really magical. I took some pictures of that that I still am looking at, so don't miss it. Um, And the other thing that's really cool is as part of their makeover, Royal Caribbean installed this huge poolside movie screen um, on the grandeur of the seas. And I think that's a fantastic thing for watching movies under the stars, you know, great for couples and for families as well.
1: Well, I was going to speak on that next because since this was a shortened cruise, uh, you didn't get to hit any ports, but uh, how were the outside areas by the pool and such?
3: Uh, the outside areas are really nice. The pool area is expansive. There's lots of of uh, shaded areas for people who you know sort of want to stay out of the sun. And and you know, speaking of shaded areas, one of the, my favorite places on the Grandeur of the Seas ship is the Solarium. Um, it's this great adults only spot that has a retractable glass roof and plushy loungers and two big large whirlpools. And that's a, a really great place to be, especially for those who want to be in an adults only space. Um, but outside is definitely the place to be when you're going under the Francis Scott Key Bridge or under the the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, which is about four-and-a-half miles long. It's, it's one of the coolest things ever. I, I really loved it. it. When you're going under the Francis Scott Key Bridge right outside of Baltimore, it looks like it's going to be this really tight fit, and you're sitting there you know, outside and just thinking, oh, my gosh, are we going to hit? And then you just sail right through. Nice. And another good place to watch that is the Viking Crown Lounge. That has a 360-degree view, and it's great.
0: Nancy, we saw you tweet a lot of photos of the kids' program areas on board. Any comments on those?
3: Yeah, you know, Royal Caribbean's complimentary Adventure Ocean Kids and Teens programs, that's one of the real selling points of the cruise line and also certainly of this ship. Um, Kids 3 to 11 and 12 to 17 had their own really decked out special areas on the grandeur of the seas. Um, I particularly like the expanded teen center and disco area. It is huge. Um, And there are also parent-child Fisher-Price playgroups for kids 6 to 36 months of age. As well, one of the things that Royal Caribbean added as part of their revitalization is this Royal Babies and Tots nursery on the Grandeur of the Seas. The ship was fitted with this special nursery for kids ages six to thirty-six months, and the room has specially designed Fisher Price toys and activities, as well as you know cribs for little kids. Um, It's important to note that there's an hourly rate that applies to this program, so it's not complimentary like the others. And there's only space for four babies and tots at a time so this is one of these places where parents definitely want to make their reservations for that nursery as early as possible
1: very cool any tips for traveling out of baltimore or sailing on grandeur of the seas
3: Well, yeah, if your schedule allows, definitely leave some time for exploring Baltimore. This city is called Charm City for a reason, and the place is a little treasure. It really will charm you. Um, So take some time. If you can come in, you know, the day before, even a couple days before, wander around the Inner Harbor waterfront area, explore Harbor Place with all of its great shops and restaurants, and while you're there, make sure to have some crab cakes. Baltimore and the Chesapeake Bay are really known for their great lumpy, Meat crab cakes, not the kind with tons of filler. Uh, Some great places are LP Steamers or Duda's Tavern, Gertrude's, and Fadley Seafood. All of those have great lump meat crab cakes. Uh, Visit the National Aquarium. That has a really cool shark tank that I love to to see. Um, And some neat jellyfish exhibits. It's right there in the Inner Harbor area. Don't miss the Maryland Science Center, which is right over by Harbor Place place as well. They have great IMAX theater, movies, uh, a wonderful planetarium, full-size dinosaurs, lots more and if it's baseball season you might get lucky and catch a ball game at Oriole Park at Camden Yards Um, The other thing that people need to remember about where the grandeur of the seas is located is they're within an easy driving distance of Washington, D.C. It's really only an hour's drive away as long as there's no traffic problems. But it's also easy to get to D.C. by train. So, you know, if you're coming in, really do spend some extra time and and take a look at some of the areas that are around uh, the grandeur of the seas space And as I mentioned, don't miss watching the grandeur of the seas fail under the bridges. It's truly an awesome event.
0: Very good, Nancy. From the Family Travel Network, Nancy Shredder.
3: Thank you so much. Great to be with you guys.
0: We always love getting listener questions. You can email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from Eugene in Toronto, Canada. He writes, Hi, Matt and Doug. My question is about the balconies on the new Norwegian breakaway. I read that they are very small. Can either of you guys comment? We're going to book the Norwegian getaway out of Miami, but I already know the rooms will be the same. I hope they're not too small. He also says, uh, I was listening to Kevin Sheehan on another radio show, and he mentioned families will be able to Skype each other back home. I'm assuming he means from the ship, because you could always do that from a Wi-Fi cafe, etc. I hope so. That would be awesome. Thanks for the info, Eugene in Toronto. First, uh, let's talk about the balconies.
1: I thought they were... Pretty small as well. They weren't nothing like uh, the other ships out there. It it was definitely, you couldn't, both of us couldn't fit out there really,
0: I don't want to say comfortably, but we couldn't both sprawl out up there. Yeah, yeah. A little little disappointing, not going to lie. Yeah. But other than that. The ship was awesome. Gorgeous ship. Love it. Perhaps one of my absolute new favorites. Mm -hmm. And I sail on so many of them. Yeah, You (laughs) do. Now, regarding Kevin Sheehan's comment about using Skype on the ship.
1: Now, from what I took away from him whenever you interviewed him as well is that families will be able to Skype back home because a lot of cruise ships actually block the Skype, the FaceTime, all that stuff because it pulls too much bandwidth. So what I'm understanding is that folks will be able to use Skype to talk to the folks back home.
0: They've what, increased the bandwidth? Increased the bandwidth
1: because, yep. remember, we used the Internet on that ship and it was, it was pretty blazing. Yeah. So.
0: There you have it. Well, I hope that answered your question, Eugene. Again, you can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. That is going to do it. Don't forget to get our app. Search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. Free for iPhone users, only 99 cents for Droid.
1: Also, next week, we'll be aboard Carnival Sunshine. If you want to follow along on our Twitter or Instagram accounts, um, use
0: hashtag CCLSunshine. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.